neighborhood, I found you. If not for caution, one could lose themselves in this place. But no matter now, thank you for coming. Your curiosity draws you ever onward to questions and eventually more mystery. But that's neither here nor there. You have found your way to this place without trouble. Where are we, you ask? Why, what a rambunctious question. We are back in the halls of the Interdimensional Library. A specific room, to be exact. A room fit for today's mystery. For today, we have a new story to tell. One that speaks with more than one voice. One that cries out in the voices of the many to be heard. And tonight, we will hear them all. Mm -hmm. Why is this room so special, you ask? Look closely, fellow humans, upon the pictures upon the walls. Each man, each person, each child. Someone who had a life. Friends. A family. Gone in the blink of an eye. Sleepovers and family dinners. Birthdays and walks to school. All gone so quickly. Look into the eyes of each woman and man. Each boy and girl. Each woman an intricate part of the lives of other people. And yet here they are together. Lives woven into a single narrative. No, this room is no ordinary chamber. For it is a tapestry of the enigmatic. A mosaic of time. A convergence of questions and answers waiting to be uncovered. As we stand on the threshold of this unique odyssey, know that we are but humble conduits for the voices of the departed, their tales reverberating through the eons, resonating across dimensions. Tonight, as we embark on our voyage through the annals of history, we shall become more than mere observers. We shall become storytellers, chroniclers of the mysteries that have beckoned us to this sacred space. The Atlanta murders of 1979 to 1981, also known as the Atlanta Child Murders, a chapter in the halls of human existence, shall serve as our guide, and we shall traverse its twists and turns, illuminating the shadows of the past with the light of understanding. As we stand on the precipice of yet another extraordinary expedition through the corridors of history, I would urge you to embrace the tantalizing shroud of mystery that envelops us. Here within these ethereal walls, the boundaries between the known and the unknown blur into a vibrant tapestry of uncharted tales and undiscovered truths. Each step you take in this celestial archive is a stride through realms unimagined. Here, the whispers of antiquity echo in harmonious symphony. In the iridescent glow of the artifacts adorning these timeless walls, the lives of countless souls have found a temporary abode. Men, women, and children, their faces immortalized in strokes of history's brush, invite us to unravel their stories. These faces, the witnesses to the vicissitudes of time, bear the weight of a thousand questions, and it is within their gaze that our quest for answers commences. Before we begin, 
a content warning. This episode delves into a series of real-life events known as the Atlanta Child Murders, a name that belies the dark nature of tonight's topic. This was a dark chapter in history involving the disappearance and murders of numerous children and young adults. The content discussed may be distressing and sensitive in nature, including discussions of violence, loss, and the impact on families and communities. Listener discretion is therefore advised. In the late 1970s and early 1980s, a series of horrifying events shook the city of Atlanta, Georgia and left a scar on American history. The Atlanta child murders, as they became known, refer to a string of unsolved murders of primarily African-American children, adolescents, and young adults. These chilling crimes, which occurred between 1979 and 1981, struck terror into the hearts of the community and drew nationwide attention. During this period, a total of 29 victims, mostly young black males, were abducted, killed, and in some cases sexually assaulted. The gruesome nature of these crimes, as well as their targeting of a vulnerable demographic, ignited public outrage and fear. The series of events not only exposed the city's racial tensions and strained relationships between law enforcement and the African-American community, but also prompted one of the most largest and complex investigation in American criminal history. There was Yusuf Bell. Yusuf Bell was born August 30th, 1969 in Atlanta, Georgia. He was the youngest of seven siblings and the darling of his family. Yusuf had a radiant smile that could brighten anyone's day and he loved spending time outdoors playing with his friends in the Pittsburgh neighborhood of Atlanta. His family described him as a curious and adventurous boy who had dreams of becoming a firefighter one day. Yusuf's disappearance on October 21, 1978 sent shockwaves through his close-knit community. Parents began to worry about the safety of their own children and a sense of fear and uncertainty settled over Atlanta. Yusuf's family never gave up hope finding him, but tragically his remains were discovered in the woods six months later. Then there was Angel Lanier. Angel Lanier was born February 26, 1968 and grew up in the Bankhead neighborhood of Atlanta. She was the second youngest of six siblings and was known for her vibrant personality and her infectious laughter. Angel was an aspiring nurse who wanted to care for others, inspired by her mother who worked as a nurse's aide. On March 4, 1980, at the age of 12, Angel disappeared while walking to a nearby store. Her family, already struggling with the loss of their father, was devastated by her disappearance. The community rallied to support Angel's family, but her case remained unsolved, adding to the growing unease in Atlanta. And there was Jeffrey Mathis. Jeffrey Mathis was born April 14, 1970, and lived in the Adamsville neighborhood of Atlanta. He was a talented violinist, and his music filled his home with joy. Jeffrey had dreams of becoming a professional musician, and his family saw a bright future ahead of him. On July 17, 1980, 10-year-old Jeffrey went missing while walking to the store. His disappearance left his family and his community devastated. The harmonious notes of his violin would never be heard again, and the fear in Atlanta deepened. 
These individual profiles represent just a fraction of the young lives tragically affected in the Atlanta child murders. Yet for us, their voices will stand for the rest. Each child and young adult had dreams, aspirations, and families who loved them dearly. Their disappearances cast a dark shadow over Atlanta, where parents feared for the safety of their children and communities mourned the loss of innocence and security. The police response to the Atlanta child murders was characterized by extensive investigative efforts and a commitment to solving the cases that had gripped the city. The Atlanta Police Department, led by Commissioner Lee P. Brown, worked tirelessly to gather information, interview witnesses, and search for clues. Additionally, the FBI lends its expertise to assist in the investigation, recognizing the significance and complexity of the cases. Challenges, however, were numerous. The abductions and murders appeared to lack a clear pattern, and the victims came from various backgrounds, making it challenging to discern commonalities. This lack of distinct profile for the perpetrator or perpetrators complicated the investigation. Additionally, the vast geographic area over which the crimes occurred presented logistical hurdles. Coordinating efforts across different jurisdictions required significant coordination and resources. Despite these obstacles, the community's response was unwavering. Atlanta residents, deeply affected by the tragedies, came together to support the families of the victims and aid in the search for answers. Neighborhoods organized community watch programs, parents became vigilant about their children's safety, and volunteers actively participated in search operations. Churches and schools played a pivotal role in providing both spiritual and practical support. They hosted prayer vigils and community meetings, offering a sense of solace and unity during the challenging time. The grassroots effort of the community helped ensure that the case remained in the public consciousness and increased the pressure to solve them. One particularly notable response to the crisis was the creation of the Black and Missing Foundation by Michael B. Joyner. This organization was established to raise awareness about missing black individuals, including the children affected by these crimes. It aimed to bridge gaps in media coverage and resources for missing persons cases within minority communities. The Atlanta child murders, while a deeply tragic and unsettling chapter in the city's history, also highlighted the resilience and unity of the Atlanta community. It showcased the determination of residents, law enforcement, and volunteers to seek justice for the victims and their families, even in the face of considerable challenges. In the midst of the Atlanta child murders investigation, one name emerged as a central figure. Wayne Williams, born on May 27, 1958 in Atlanta, Georgia, Williams would eventually find himself at the epicenter of one of the most perplexing criminal cases in American history. As we venture deeper into this twisty-turny tale, we'll come to know Wayne Williams and his background, and the events that led him to the heart of this dark mystery. But in the shadows of suspicion and intrigue, there linger controversies and profound doubts regarding his involvement. Was he the sinister force behind these chilling crimes? Or was he an unfortunate scapegoat? As investigators relentlessly pursued the leads in the Atlanta child murders, they began to zero in on Wayne Williams, a young man with a seemingly ordinary life. The evidence that drew suspicion towards Williams included fibers found on the victim that were matched to those in his home and car. 
Additionally, his erratic behavior, such as frequenting the areas where the murders occurred and lying about his whereabouts during crucial times, raised eyebrows among law enforcement. It's essential to recognize that the case against Williams was far from open and shut. Controversies surrounded the evidence and investigations. Critics argued that the fiber was not conclusive and Williams vehemently maintained his innocence. As a matter of fact, the arrest and conviction of Wayne Williams were met with skepticism and doubts that persist to this day. Many aspects of the case raised questions about his guilt. As mentioned previously, one of the most significant controversies centered around the fiber evidence used to link Williams to the crime. Critics argued that the fiber evidence, while compelling, was not conclusive proof of his involvement. Questions were raised about the validity of the forensics analysis, and concerns were voiced about the potential for cross-contamination. Some believe that the fibers could have been transferred innocently, given Williams' work as a freelance photographer and music promoter, which led him to various neighborhoods. Additionally, some community members and activists argued that Williams was a convenient scapegoat as the city of Atlanta faced immense pressure to resolve the case and ease public fears. They believe that racial tensions, media sensationalism, and political factors may have played a role in Williams' arrest and conviction. Wayne Williams' conviction in 1982 marked a pivotal moment in the Atlanta child murder case. He was found guilty of the murders of two adult victims, Nathaniel Cater and Jimmy Ray Payne, and subsequently sentenced to life in prison. However, his conviction raised several questions and concerns. The prosecution case relied heavily on the fiber evidence, which linked Williams to some of the victims. Despite the significance of this evidence, some believe it was not enough to conclusively prove his guilt. Doubts persisted about the reliability of the forensic analysis, particularly regarding cross-contamination and potential errors. Furthermore, Williams's conviction did not directly address the child victims, as he was only charged and tried for the murder of Cater and Payne. This left a sense of unfinished justice for the families of the child victims, and questions lingered about whether Williams was responsible for their deaths. In the years following his conviction, appeals were made on behalf of Wayne Williams, and some individuals and organizations continued to advocate for his innocence. They argued that the case against him was circumstantial and raised concerns about the possibility of wrongful conviction. The Atlanta child murders case remains a complex and contentious chapter in American criminal history, with debates about Wayne Williams' guilt and the pursuit of justice still ongoing. The Atlanta child murders had a profound and lasting impact on the city of Atlanta, its residents, and the victims' families. The fear and uncertainty that gripped the community during the height of the murders left a permanent mark. The city of Atlanta underwent a period of intense fear and anxiety as the murders continued. As mentioned, parents were terrified for the safety of their children and many imposed strict curfews and safety measures to protect their families. A sense of unease pervaded the city, leading to changes in daily life and routines. The victims' families endured unimaginable grief and anguish as they lost their loved ones. The uncertainty surrounding the cases, the lengthy investigations, and the media scrutiny only added to their pain. 
The families sought answers and justice for their children, and many of them never fully recovered from the trauma. Law enforcement agencies faced enormous pressure to solve cases, and the investigations required significant resources and manpower. The failures to apprehend the perpetrators for an extended period led to criticism and questions about the incompetence of the authorities. The eventual arrest and conviction of Wayne Williams brought a sense of closure to some, but doubts and controversies surrounding the case persisted. The scars left by the Atlanta child murders continue to affect the city, its residents, and the victims' families to this day, serving as a haunting reminder of a tragic chapter in Atlanta's history. Throughout the investigation and subsequent trials, doubts and alternative theories emerged, casting a shadow of uncertainty over the official narrative. While Wayne Williams was convicted of two adult murders and linked to several of the child murders, some of the questions whether he was solely responsible for all the killings, if at all. Let's consider these doubts. The Fiber Evidence the case against Williams was largely rested on forensic evidence, specifically matching carpet fibers found on some of the victims in his home and car. However, critics argue that the evidence alone may not be conclusive as carpet fibers can spread easily. Then there's the other unsolved cases. There are unsolved child murders in Atlanta that occurred before and after Wayne Williams' conviction. Could these cases be connected to a different perpetrator or a larger criminal network? Then there's the multiple killers theory. Some believe that the Atlanta child murders involve multiple perpetrators, making it difficult to pin all the crimes on a single individual. Was Wayne Williams part of a larger group? Or were there unrelated killers operating simultaneously? Then there were the racial tensions. Atlanta was grappling with significant racial tensions during this period. Did the tensions play a role in the investigation, possibly leading to a rush judgment or an unwillingness to consider alternative suspects? And then there were the copycat crimes. Could some of the murders have been copycat crimes, inspired by the media attention surrounding the case and the fear that it generated? Now, fellow humans, as we explore these lingering doubts and alternative theories, I encourage you to ponder the following questions. What do you believe happened during the Atlanta child murders? Do you think that Wayne Williams acted alone, or do you suspect there were others involved? How did the racial and social context of the 1980s Atlanta influence the investigation and public perception of the case? Could advances in forensic science or new evidence shed light on the true nature of these crimes and potentially exonerate Wayne Williams or identify other suspects? What is the impact of this case on the way we view criminal investigations, especially in cases involving serial killers? And how can we ensure that justice is served and the families of the victims find closure in cases like these where doubts linger? These are complex and unsettling questions, my fellow humans, but it is through asking them and seeking the truth that we honor the memories and the young lives lost during those dark days in Atlanta. They are questions that need to be asked, answers need to be given, and as long as there is no closure for the Atlanta child murders, there is no closure for any of us.
In recent years, there have been renewed efforts to revisit and reopen the unsolved cases related to the Atlanta child murders. This includes reevaluating evidence, conducting new forensic analysis, and revisiting witness testimonies. Advances in technology and forensic science have provided new avenues for investigators to explore. Families of the victims, as well as the advocacy groups, have played a crucial role in pushing for a fresh look at these cases. They have tirelessly advocated for justice and answers, refusing to let the memories of the loved ones fade into obscurity. The pursuit of truth and justice remains a driving force in these reopened cases. It's a testament to the dark mark left by these young lives and the commitment to uncovering the full extent of what transpired during those troubled times. The Atlanta community continues to engage in discussion and activities aimed at raising awareness about the unsolved cases and supporting the families affected. This shared commitment to finding answers has created a network of individuals dedicated to seeking justice. Reopening the cases from several decades ago presents its own set of challenges. Evidence may have degraded over time, witnesses may have passed away or have unreliable memories, and the passage of time can make it difficult to piece together the events of the past. However, the determination to find the truth remains undeterred. Ultimately, the goal of reopening the cases is to provide closure to the families of the victims, to determine whether or not the right person was held accountable, and to ensure that justice is served, even if it has been delayed. In our exploration of these reopened cases and the ongoing pursuit of justice, it's vital to consider the resilience of the human spirit and the unwavering commitment to uncovering the truth, even when faced with formidable challenges. In the intricate tapestry of the Atlanta child murders, we find ourselves drawn into a labyrinth where mysteries and complexities interweave with each passing thread. This enigmatic chapter of history invites us, fellow seekers of knowledge, to delve deeper, question further, and ponder the myriad of enigmas that continue to linger. Beyond the surface, beyond the official narratives, there exists a realm of uncharted territories, untold stories, and the enduring search for justice. I beg you to let your curiosity guide you as our time together grows short. Your inquiries, your uncertainties, and your perspectives are the key that may one day unlock the truth concealed within these haunting events. Together we have explored the depths of this enigma, and in our collective pursuit of our understanding, we pay homage to the memories of those forever etched in the annals of time. As the conclusion of our exploration of the harrowing events known as the Atlanta Child Murders nears, it's important to never ignore the inerasable market left on history. These tragic crimes forever altered the city of Atlanta, its residents, and the families of the victims. The wounds from that dark period may have healed with time, but the scars remain, a reminder of the collective grief and fear that gripped the community. The victims, children and young adults whose lives were cut short, are remembered not only for the unspeakable tragedy that befell them, but also from the resilience and strength of their families. 
Their memory serves as a solemn reminder of the preciousness of life and the need for justice. The investigation of these crimes revealed both best and worst in humanity. It showcased the dedication of law enforcement and the tireless efforts of volunteers and communities coming together to seek answers. It also exposed the controversies and doubts surrounding the conviction of Wayne Williams, leaving lingering questions that continue to haunt. The Atlanta child murders are a dark chapter in American history, a story of loss, resilience, and unresolved mysteries. They remind us of the importance of empathy, justice, and the ongoing pursuit of truth. It is through understanding and remembrance that we honor the victims and ensure that their stories are not forgotten. As our time is coming to a close, my fellow travelers through the tapestry of history, let us reflect on the profound power of storytelling. It is through these narratives that we reach back into the past, grasp the threads of the unknown, and weave them into the tapestry of our understanding. The tales we explore have the remarkable ability to cast light on the shadowed recesses of our shared history, illuminating the complexities, mysteries, and nuances that lie within. As we part ways from this tale, may we carry with us the lessons learned, the questions asked, and the hope that one day the truth may shine as brightly as the memory of those we have lost. But remember, our journey doesn't conclude here. It merely transforms. The stories we've unearthed invite you, dear fellow humans, to continue the dialogue, to engage in discussion and reflection. In this, a room, at this interdimensional crossroads of knowledge, the flames of inquiry are kept alive by your questions, your insights, and your insatiable curiosity. They shine as bright as Ember Heart. So, open your eyes, Wanderer. That's you, fellow human. Are you back? Yeah? Good. Our time together has neared its end. It's nearly time for us to go our separate ways. What questions did you bring back with you from that world? What conclusions did you come to? Were you able to connect with the inquiries asked? Were you left with more questions than answers? Hmm. No matter. What matters is that we for a moment gave voice to those who no longer can speak for themselves. What we did was breathe new life into a gray past sorely lacking in conclusions and for now, that is all we can do. My heartfelt gratitude, dear fellow humans, for embarking on this intricate exploration with me. Your insatiable curiosity and unwavering commitment to seeking the truth have illuminated the shadowy corners of this multifaceted tale. As we stand at the crossroads of knowledge and mystery, I am honored to have been your guide through this enigma of the Atlanta child murders. The questions you've posed, the doubts you've harbored, and the reflections you've shared with me are the very essence of our quest for understanding. Remember, this journey does not conclude here, it merely shifts its course. More mysteries await, more stories yearn to be heard, and more truths await our collective discovery. But before you go your way back to your life and I go find us another tale, let me ask you, do you know of any insane, inane, or innocuous tales? Any stories that you'd like to hear? 
Tonight's tale took place whispered to me by one of my fellow humans. In other words, this tale was suggested by one of you out there. Know any more? I would love to hear about them. And if they're right for our travels, I might even find a way to make it our next destination. If you've enjoyed our time together and wish to hear more, you can find more of me at my digital abode at murderpod.net. That's M-U-R-D-E-R-P-O-D dot net. You can also find me on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Links to my various platforms are available in the description below. You can also join me on YouTube, Twitter, or should I say X as it's now called, and Facebook. If you found something that you can use in the tales we've spun together, I humbly invite you to engage with the episodes, leaving your likes and extending your support by giving the channel a hearty thumbs up. Your participation holds the power to spread these narratives far and wide, and that certainly does help a lot. Should you have inquiries, curiosities, or simply seek connection, please don't hesitate to reach out across my platforms. And if the desire to sustain the ongoing exploration of these dark and mysterious chronicles, consider contributing a buck or two. Each little bit helps ensure that the flow of content persists in these and other intriguing realms. The time has come for you to go. I too must embark on the quest to unearth our next tale. The path isn't hard. One always comes to me. It merely requires time. As always, time is a precious gift. We must never squander it. Until our paths cross once more, I ask you to remember that these are not goodbyes for forever. They are merely pauses until our next rendezvous in another universe, another lifetime, and another tale. Thus, until we meet again, please be kind to yourselves, be good to each other. This is your friendly neighborhood crew, signing off.